Hi, I'm Meg. And I'm Em. And we are two brummy girls talking about real life shit so you feel less alone. This is Unfiltered Debriefs. Hi. 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 Uh, welcome back to episode seven. Welcome back. Thank yeah. you for listening to yeah. episode six. If you did, if you didn't, go back, check it out and come back to us when you listen to it. If you didn't uh, listen to episode six or five or four or three or two or one. You've got a hell of a catch-up. You have. Go catch up and come back. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. Uh, this episode, it's sort of... We're apprehensive to record it, should we say at the least. Yeah. Um, so this, we're going to focus on anxiety, mental health, and obviously periods, sort of. Touch on periods a bit. Yeah. Um, because we all know that affects women's mental health when it's the time of the month. Absolutely. And um, exaggerates feelings and... Emotions. What not? And yeah. Hormones. Hormones are just oh, yeah. the death. Um, we are anxious to share our own personal anxiety stories. Um, we did. T- took a lot of effort to start filming this. Em's nodding her head because yeah, yeah, I don't really know what to say. Like I think no. I'm just it's one of those that the thought of doing it is called probably worse than it is doing it. Yeah, but I've just. When we went to film this, we tried a few times, and I just said to Meg, "The thought of doing it is making me anxious." And I feel mm. like we've just got to go into it. Yeah, um, it's a lot to share, and it's a lot to kind of make yourself vulnerable and mm-hmm. expose some of the things that maybe you wouldn't ordinarily talk about. Um, yeah, and, and like we there. said, it's unfiltered. This is the whole reason of the podcast, and we want to share these stories for to you for you to feel less alone. Like if you're feeling the same way as we do, then you're not alone in this like you everyone feels differently and people feel the same as well so we just wanted to put this episode out there for you to feel less alone yeah so to kick off we're going to talk about both our anxiety stories yeah quite recently i've suffered from panic attacks i don't know whether suffered's the right word i would say so i always say that i suffer with panic attacks yeah um we can i've talked to you mainly about it i haven't spoken to anyone professional or anything like that because you've been my sounding board you've been there when i needed you the most and i've talked to other friends about it as well there is a, a an episode in my life that pinpoints to where this started um but most recently like i said on Um, other episodes I've moved in on my own so I've not got that surrounding of a parent or someone else someone else close in the house so I can call upon I'm on my own Um, these panic attacks are like no other they come out of nowhere it's like a sneak attack and they just get you kick you in the balls when you you least expect (laughs) it they pop up when you least oh when you least expect it is it's like I'm cooking and it just comes over I remember voice noting you and saying I'm cooking but I can't physically do anything mm. because I'm stood in my kitchen, froze, mm. hyperventilating, crying my eyes out, and I can't pinpoint the reason why this is happening. a big one with panic attacks and mental mm. health. Is, certainly for me, if I can pinpoint the reason I'm feeling a certain way, it kind of calms me a little bit because I know what it is. Yeah. If it can't be pinpointed, it can't be directed towards something, I'm like, wow, that's freaking me out even more because mm. I don't know... The cause of it or yeah. why it's cropped up mm. and it's often when we are we are both women we overthink quite a lot and it's i think it's that comes on when i am not doing anything i'm sitting alone mm. my mind's not active my mind's just 
plateauing and I think I overthink and then spiral we often say we're spiraling um and I think that's what brings panic attacks on but no knowing what they are and where they come from from that pinpoint in my life helps me deal with it more often so now when I feel one coming on I have to text you saying can I have a debrief or can I talk yeah. or I know to busy myself with cooking or like go for a walk get out of the house go for a walk read a book yeah watch something I grind my gears because I keep seeing a meme a meme a meme a meme I would say but yeah that it pinpoints a person with anxiety and it says people with anxiety often rewatch what they've already watched before because yeah. they can't handle the new, new. new and that is totally me I'm yeah. rewatching the whole of Grey's Anatomy and I know what happens yeah. I know all the deaths if you know Grey's Anatomy you know there's a lot of, a lot of deaths yeah. um, I'm rewatching Grey's Anatomy but not because I'm scared to watch something else it's because I like the plot and it's quite, quite close to home with me mm -hmm. With my work and my field of nursing, um, it's easy and it's comfort because you've watched it before. Yeah, but it grinds my gear that someone's put that online and said it's because people hang, have anxiety and don't want to watch. Yeah, no, because it's not always that. No, but often enough, the moral of like my panic attacks is just like telling people. I've had if M's been busy, I've had, I've had other people on the end of the phone saying, "Ring me, what are you doing? Mm. Um, do you want me to come around? Do you want me to do this?" Mum's been there as well. Mum knows knows about them, but I haven't really got professional help because mm. I don't think I'm there yet. Yeah. They've been quite recent. They have yeah. been quite recent. When um, you get them, if you don't mind sharing, mm. how do you know they start? Like, what are your signs of a panic attack? How do you know that one is starting? Hyperventilating. Okay. I feel sick. Like I'm gonna vom. Mm -hmm. And it's not just because I've ate something, or it'll be like mid afternoon like yeah. before tea random. or after it'd be so random i've never hyperventilated in my life mm -hmm. up until the panic attacks because i've never really you see on on like tv shows or like breathing into a bag helps because mm -hmm. it's just in and out yeah. in and out but i've never really got why people hyperventilate i've always been the person that's been like oh you'll be fine yeah. get over it like yeah. now that i've experienced it i'm like that jesus christ like i get it I get it. Like people have told me to, like you've said, to calm your breathing. You physically can't at some points. Yeah. You physically need to, like you have to think about it. Like, yeah, I have to go <laughs> in, in for five, mm. hold it out for five. Like you have to consciously mm. think about. what I remember you're doing. in uh, uni as well. They they talked about like like what you said, in for mm. five. But it used to be um, breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, mm. breathe out for four seconds, hold for four seconds. It used to be that cycle. Yeah. So it, I often go back. And I'm like, okay, four, four, yeah. four, four. Yeah. If I've got no one at the end of the phone, which I normally have, that's you saying five, mm. five, five, five. But I've never known hyperventilation like it. And physically wanting to be sick and physically wanting to... I think with me, it's wanting to feel fine again. Yeah. Like, I'm scared I won't feel fine again. Yeah, wanting it to be over. Yeah, like, I'm very much hurry up and get it over mm. and done with. Mm. Like, And sometimes when I feel like that, it's it delays it even further yeah. like it, it prolongs the panic attack yeah because yeah, you're not going to reach it if you're constantly thinking I need this for you I need this for yeah. because it just mm. you're not going to get to the end point yeah. easy like as you would if you were thinking okay let's deal with it mm. and I've often said to you like distract me mm. distract me with your life what are you doing 
like because I'm often I'm often the friend that helps it. I'm the I'm the counsellor I'm the guru to help people along so when I say distract me with your life I think that brings me down back to earth yeah, and does. focuses on something other than me yeah yeah because in that moment I have noticed like in that moment you don't want the focus on you mm -hmm. you need the focus on anything else yeah. and then it automatically kind of brings you back down yeah but yeah I'm I'm slowly dealing with it touch wood I'm touching my head um haven't had one for a while no mm. and I think I've I've noticed the management along that like mm. when I've had days off I've filled them and not just sitting around I'm very much a person that likes the idea of sitting around and doing nothing because I've had a very busy week or a busy yeah. lifestyle but in reality it doesn't help you no it doesn't help so planning planning your days off are yeah. essential Very structure yeah and routine mm -hmm. I think um, and because I had I had that brief like maybe two three weeks mm. where I didn't have to focus on anything to do with work yeah. like because my exams were over like yeah, my further true. education was over and you had some annual leave didn't you yeah um, the, the flat was all sorted um, like I didn't have anything to focus on mm. and I think that just left me gnawing away at yeah. anything yeah. and that consequently led to that but I say I'm fine but <laughs> you're getting there getting there yeah I'm guessing that. Getting there. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's gone away. But no. You're learning it definitely, to manage it. And I think that's the little voice inside my head saying, I'm still here. I can still it's rear my head. Uh, I can still rear my head anytime yeah. now. But yeah. You've got control over that. Yeah. And it's some of the times, yeah, some of the times you don't feel like you have control. But you do. No. You Anxiety do. Anxiety mental health is all about not having control. Yeah. Not, or not feeling in control. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, I feel like I'll... Yeah. Um, oh, I feel so nervous. I actually think maybe I feel a little bit nervous because it's something maybe you don't know about my life too. Mm. Well, she I did say like, before this episode, I said, do I know about this? And she said, you do and you don't. Yeah. And I was like, ah, right, okay. I was like, Are you going to make me cry? We're, I was we're like, both... it makes sense to explain who I am now, but the time in my life it happened, we weren't We weren't, like, no. Friends. We did not know each other. We did not it's know hard each other to believe. Point, I know. But we, um, yes, we did not know each other. So mine started my battle with mental health started 2015 or 2016 mm. um if i start going on and on just like <laughs> poking yeah <laughs> i'll shorten it okay um basically what had happened is i'd been to a christmas party and been ill following a christmas party mm. that now what i know now i didn't know at the time that had altered my digestive system and so I could no longer intake milk. Hmm. Um, and so before that, I'd been absolutely fine with food. Um, and, and then all of a sudden, I couldn't digest milk. Didn't realise it was milk. So I got really poorly. So everything I ate would make me feel sick. Um, I couldn't like eat any meals without feeling poorly. Um, I couldn't like snack or yeah. eat or anything. <laughs> everything made me, made me feel poorly. And so that escalated into struggling with food because mm. in my mind I was going to the doctors to say like I, I couldn't I kept feeling sick or TMI like needing to go to the bathroom and so I went to the doctors and they did loads of tests and investigations over what it could be and, and everything kept coming back as like clear there's, we can't find anything in your bloods so we can't find any anything in the scans mm. we do like there's nothing medically wrong 
I went to one GP and she asked me if it was all in my head. Mm. And I was like, no, these are physical symptoms, mm. it's really happening. Um, and because people would think if things were coming back as clear, you'd be like, oh, I'm so relieved, that's so amazing. Yeah, and, and then was, yeah, it wouldn't be in your head then. But I almost felt like you're not finding anything, you're not giving me the reason mm. as to why I'm feeling this way. Um, and because I wasn't finding the reason, it would spiral and spiral and spiral. So it ended up with me not being able to eat. I couldn't sit at a dining table because that the thought of having something at a dining table made me feel sick. Um, I wouldn't go out to restaurants anymore. I wouldn't particularly want to leave my bedroom anymore. Like I was just really like, I'm not going to eat. I mm. would eat like the plainest things. Um, and that's it. I just didn't, didn't want anything. Lost loads of weight and became really quite poorly. Um, I was with my boyfriend then, that I'm still with now, and my mom, and they were both like, we've got to get this sorted, this is ridiculous. Um, one day I went out to watch my friend in a play, um, and all night kind of felt like I'd got this flutter in, in my heart, and I came home to my mom and I was like, I don't know what it is, but I don't feel right, my heart is fluttering, my, t my chest is really tight, I can't breathe, and my mom was like, lie down, like, lie down on the sofa, I don't know what this is, but let's just chill. Mm. My stepdad, unbeknownst to me, he phones 111 and says, we've got this situation. So they send an ambulance. <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember saying to the ambulance man, am I dying? Like, is this it? Is this my moment? And he was like, no, you're not dying. <laughs> um, so they checked all my stuff and put me on the heart monitor, put me into the ambulance. I was like, because it was my heart and my chest, they were like, we're going to have to take you in. And every now and again, the heart monitor would just like race and then come back down and then race and come back down. I remember what I'm saying, is it, ha like, is it happening every time that comes up? And I was like, yeah, I can feel it. And every time it would happen, he'd say, bear down like you're trying to go for a poo. Bear down every time it happens. And my heart rate would stay normal. If I bear down, I don't know. Somebody medical out there might know. Um, went to the hospital, they checked me over, I was fine. And they were like, go back to your GP and try and work it out. Mm. Turns out, I now know that was my first panic attack. And it was that bad, I genuinely thought I was having a heart attack. Um, and had to call an ambulance because it was just so bad. But now I know that I was a panic attack. Mm. Um, and so my anxiety and my mental health got so bad, I just couldn't function. There was nothing that was making any sense. Then I went to go and see one amazing doctor who I will always be thankful for. <laughs> and they basically said, cut all the food out of your diet and then introduce things in slowly because it might be something that you're eating. So I'm really bland um, and then introduce things slowly. And once I, I think it was a pizza I ate and the cheese mm -hmm. made me feel poorly. So I was like, oh, it's the cheese. Okay, it's milk. So then I could alter my diet and then like physically stop feeling sick all the time and mm -hmm. in the toilet and felt like better in that respect. Yeah. <clears throat> but I was left with serious anxiety and mental health struggles with food. Mm -hmm. And so it took me ages. My boyfriend used to say, let's just sit at the table and eat one piece of toast and then you can get up. And I used to have to like sit at the table but with my phone and like look at my phone while I was eating so that I was distracted so I didn't mm -hmm. have to think about it. Um, and slowly but surely we got there um, and my eating got better and better. Um, I would still have panic attacks all the time, um, which were like, again, like heart palpitations, tight chest, really sweaty, couldn't breathe, and had to like do that. There was one for me where I had to do, and my sister would do it with me, um, five things you can see, five things you can smell, five things you can hear, and then once I'd got to kind of that, mm. I was like, okay, right, I'm starting to come back down. Um, 
I struggled with, um, <clears throat> so as I was trying to get better, it just, the end of it, I just couldn't, I couldn't quite shift the last bit of it and it was still really impacting my life. And so my mom and my boyfriend were like, I think you need to go and see somebody because we can put as much as we can in, but somebody yeah. professionally is gonna be able to help you way more. So I went to go and see a lovely therapist um, and went to see them for months and months and months just to try and like understand it better and move on. And what was happening is I was dissociate, dissociating um, when I was feeling anxious. And it's going to sound really funny to everybody else, but it was like I wasn't in my body. So mm. if I would like look at my hands, it's like they weren't mine. Hmm. And it was like the situations around me, I'd, I'd be like talking to somebody and I'd be like, I feel like it's not me talking to you. I don't mm. know who it is, but it's not me. Yeah. Um, so my counsellor was like, when you're dissociating, we need to find you a way to get back in your body mm. um, because you're at the moment not there and you're, yeah. not, you're not like functioning. And she just turned my whole life around and she like taught me how to manage that. She taught me how to manage my pan panic attacks. She taught me basically to imagine my anxiety as something. So she was like, when you think of your anxiety, what does it look like? Mm. And I was like, to me, it's like a blob next to me. And I said, and when it gets bad, the blob is bigger than me. And she was like, so we need to work at getting that blob of anxiety down. down. And each week she said to me, what does it look like today? What does it look like today? When you can visualize it, you can always put it on the scale of how mm. bad it is. And so I tell her and she's like, well, what do we need to work on? Like, What's been making you feel that way? Um, and we did lots and lots of work together um, and she helped me massively. Um, but now still, food is an issue. We've had it today. I've made Meg, Meg left some meat out mm. and I made her go and put it in the fridge. So you might recall a couple of weeks ago, because it's, it's three weeks till we release this one, but I went to Tesco for oh, yeah. uh, cake. Um, cake and mince meat because yeah. we're having tacos tonight. And I was going back home to get ready to film and then it, I was coming here, half yeah. an hour later, half an hour later, it was cold day. It would have been fine. It would have been fine. So I left it in the car. And I got a text saying, I probably won't eat the mince if you leave it in the car. Can, can you go and get it? Put it in the fridge. So I went downstairs. Downstairs and got it and put it in the fridge. For yeah. Me. Just for literally Just, 10 minutes. Yeah, for like <laughs> half an hour. I was like, I'm not going to need you to do that. I voice noted and said, if I forget this bloody mince. I, I, like, I won't let you forget it. I promise <laughs> I won't let you forget it. Um, she brought the mince. Yeah. Um, but it's things like that. So like, I always have to have somebody often check if the food's cooked properly or my, so my my anxiety revolves around like if is that food going to make me feel poorly because before it was always food that made me feel poorly yeah. so like the mints i'm going to need that in the fridge because i'm worried that that's going to go bad and then it's going to make me poorly or um i have to make sure something's cooked through properly because otherwise that's going to make me poorly mm -hmm. have we definitely got no milk in the situation otherwise that's going to make me poorly um, and quite often if somebody buys me something that hasn't got a label on it with the ingredients on, i really struggle to eat it because mm -hmm. i'm like do I trust you enough that you would have made sure that hasn't got milk in for me? Because for anything yeah. else, it's not an issue, it's not a big deal, and I get mm. that. But do I trust you enough to believe you that that's not got milk in it? It's gotten to the point where I only have oat milk in my house. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, so it's like now, anything food related really triggers my anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, and once it's triggered, I get like, I get real bad cramps in my tummy. Mm -hmm. Really low down. They're like period cramps, but really intense. My chest will go tight. 
and I just feel like I can't really breathe, feel a bit nauseous, mm. just feel a bit aggy, a bit agitated. Do I you do the five, five, uh, five breaths? If my chest is feeling tight, yes. If I feel like I can't catch a full breath, then I will. If it's like stomach cramps or feeling really like agitated, can't sit still, it's always like on my mind, I can't get off my mind. I either read my book or distract myself like you, and mm. just do something like take the dog for a walk, clean the kitchen, whatever need be that is going to distract my mind. And I will always now tell somebody it's happening. For ages, I kind of went through and just thought, hide it, hide it. But now I'll always tell my boyfriend that that's how I'm feeling. And he's like, okay, well, we recognize it's there. Let's do something. And then we'll check in with how you're feeling in a bit. Um, and I can recognize that I've come a long way but there is still remnants of it there. There still will be, won't there? Yeah. yeah. And I don't think it... It's like, I don't like this saying, but scarred for life. Yeah. And I don't mm. think it'll ever go away. Um, I would hope it will in time, but now I'm like, I don't know, six years down mm. the line, and I'm still battling with it. So I'm to me, it's like, I feel like I'll always have to manage it. Um, and if it ever got bad, I would obviously just go back to my counsellor and be like, mm. Help me, it's come back. Yeah. Um, but I would hope I'd got kind of... And I go through most days now fine. Mm -hmm. Like, most days are fine. I just get the odd thing, like, today, that will just spark it. And as soon as it's ignited... This is what she did tell me. Um, anxiety and mental health is like a being. Mm -hmm. And the more you feed it, the bigger it gets. So, if you have, like, an intrusive thought... So, for me, the mince is going to make me ill... If you feed that, yeah, it's going to get huge. Mm -hmm. If you don't feed it and kind of say, I hear you, I know you're there, fuck off and leave me alone, mm -hmm. you can diminish it quicker yeah, because you are recognising it's there but not allowing it to be anything. Mm -hmm. And that's where she said to me, you need to tell people it's happening because the minute you say it, you'll feel better for it. Yeah, you acknowledge it. Which is how I absolutely do feel. Um and it's just finding those ways to manage it. Yeah. Um, and my boyfriend will often say, like, I am so grateful he's still here after all of that. And it's like, he will say how far I've come, but I know that it's still not perfect. I'm still not the person I was mm. pre-anxiety. Yeah. I lived for, like, 20 years, 21 years with not a problem. And then all of a sudden, this one thing happens and changed my life. Mm. Yeah. Just by getting poorly. And mm. then... I often think that, though, in both perspectives, mm. from yours and mine, like, I would never be the person before that event. No, and I always think that, too. And I sometimes resent mm. that. Oh, she's going <laughs> to... It's hard, because I think you can... Maybe because we... You can. It's fine. I did, like, <laughs> two weeks ago. I think because... You go for so long, because you're so adult by the time it's mm. happened, you kind of think, oh my God, that person. I think if it had happened like when you were five, yeah, <laughs> you don't remember the person, but you know what you were like then. Before that, yeah. So for me, I was like far more confident about going out and eating out and being out and, and being life and soul. And now I'm always a little bit more reserved. Mm. And I always... Especially, like, with you, when we go out, you always say, if we're eating, like, can you eat here? And I appreciate yeah. that from people. But past me, pre-anxiety me, wouldn't have to worry about that. Mm. Yeah. 
same as like for you, I guess, pre-anxiety, you wouldn't have to worry about some of the things that current you has to worry about. Mm, yeah. And again, like, we have spoke about what your anxieties are from. I just can't speak about mine. No, and you don't need to. No. Like that. <clears throat> but it has affected me and it will yeah. affect me from the get-go, I think, now. Yeah. It will do. It will impact when you're placed in that situation again. Mm. It will rear its ugly head it did for me like look for, look at me like every time I ate I got yeah. anxiety mm. now it's every now and again so for mm. you it possibly will be that once you're play- when you're placed in that situation again yeah. it will feel that way but then maybe after 10 times of being in that situation you'll be like okay <laughs> 10 times I'm good yeah but it, it could be like <laughs> the same times um, so you could be like okay no I'm but yeah <clears throat> yeah hopefully but we all know we both we both know and every woman knows that the impact of our mental health times it times by a hundred when we're on our period i am we are currently i can happily admit we're on our period my i'm on my period now I've full blown my period full blown because so we spend so much time together we are sync we're in sync um, but i'm literally halfway through mine and it is a stinker this month it and is. i've noticed so I use the Flow app, and mm-hmm. you do too, yeah. to log like all my symptoms when my period comes. And um, I've noticed that I now have a pattern of however many days before I'm due to come on, I'll log anxiety. I feel anxious. Yeah. And it's wild to me that your hormones can change so much that it alters the way you're feeling. Mm, yeah. I often we often like say. I will phone you over the stupidest of things. I remember saying to you the other day, oh, thank you for being my best friend. <laughs> I don't know where it came yeah. from. It just, I was overcome with emotion. Mm. And, and I, I enjoyed the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but it's normally, like you said, it's normally a week before. Yeah. And that app helps, obviously, when, for a lot of other things other than anxiety, but it helps you log your symptoms. And it just I, means that we can say to one another, I'll come to you about a situation. So, like, <laughs> God. a couple of months ago, I was having a particularly bad hormonal month <laughs> and uh, went to Meg to say that uh, my boyfriend had pissed me off. And she was like, what? What's happened? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I'm actually a bit embarrassed to share. <laughs> um, so we you need to, though, because I was howling. On the- no, but this was the month that we weren't synced. Yeah, I we think. think there was like two weeks two apart, weeks so yeah. I was in the happy period. <laughs> I was like, that, yeah, Enjoying in the middle that. of the month, like, I was like yeah. dead hormonal. <laughs> and so I'd gone to get my boyfriend. We got in the car. Me and my boyfriend got in the car at the same time. And usually, I get my bag off and I put my bag in the footwell of the passenger side. Mm. And I went to do it, and he grabbed my bag and he was like, "I oh, just put it on the back seat, out the way." <laughs> and I started crying. <laughs> I was like. I don't want to put my bag on the back seat. I want my bag on the passenger footwell. And he was like, what the fuck has just happened? And I messaged Meg like, he's really pissed me off. And she was like, what's happened? I was like, he put my bag on the back seat. And she was like, Emily, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then you were like, is it hormonal? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but it just made, honestly, it changes my personality. Yeah, yeah, it does. It makes me more anxious. Mm-hmm. It makes me bothered about things that wouldn't ordinarily bother me. Mm-hmm. Like I cry about everything. Um, I get really emotional about yeah. things that I just ordinarily would wash <laughs> over me. Yeah. Um, sometimes Meg has to say, "Calm down, you're being irrational." Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's good to have that friend to just bring you down. Oh to my her. god, yeah. I remember you saying to you, like, obviously, 
when I was having the panic attacks, I was scared to have my period because yeah. it amplifies those feelings. Yeah. And I said to you about maybe a couple of months ago, it always happens. Coincidentally, I booked my annual leave for the last two months when my period was... Nothing. It wasn't planned. It just sort of how it's landed. And I've, I've always said to you, I need to plan that annual week, leave week because if I'm at home and I'm on my own, I think that's what's the trigger. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's noticing the triggers and putting them to bed before they happen. Yeah. Um, so then when I said to you, I'm scared to come on my period because it's so much worse. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I can't... No one... Well, if you can handle panic attacks, please get in touch and let me know what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but no one can handle them and I just want to keep them at bay for as long as possible but period sucks <laughs> periods suck hard and that's not I remember I'm currently I can say this I, I've got non-hormonal contraception on board mm-hmm. um, so <laughs> on board it made me think of like the badges that people were on the tube baby on board <laughs> they were like hormonal co- contraception on board <laughs> <laughs> on the back of my car yeah. <laughs> no, so I've got non-hormonal because I know from my <clears throat> uh, maternal maternal past I can't be on the pill mm-hmm. anymore just because of cancer scares and whatnot. And also I've known that when I'm on the pill I am psychotic. Like the added hormones, change ma- yeah, change you completely. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it works for some people. Brilliant. If it works, go with it. Go with what works. But it made me psycho, and it made my ex pull me aside and go look you're not yourself when you're on your period and you're not yourself when you're having, I, basically a psycho bitch all the time um we need to sort something out i like knowing the fact that i haven't got added hormones in my body to yeah. make me feel the way i did on the pill mm. because now looking back i'm kind of like oh my god how did how did anyone get on with me when i was mm. like that see i feel i was on the pill for like 10 years mm. And I felt like a dissolved version of myself. Now, looking back at the time, I didn't realise. Mm. But I'd made the decision after being on it for 10 years that maybe I just needed to come off it and have a break. Yeah. And I'm happy to either use other forms of contraception or, you know, have a period every month because maybe I wasn't when I was on the Mm -hmm. pill. Um, So I came off and I feel like now my hormones are so much worse when I was on the pill yeah because I felt like they like dampened it da- yeah that's the word yeah dampened it and now I'm crying about my boyfriend putting my bag on the back seat <laughs> that never happened before it's wild it's like a wild ride everyone nobody knows what they're getting onto but hop on and let's see where we end up it's ridiculous yeah no I do feel that like there is different pills out there and they affect different yeah people in different ways but we are gonna create an episode on contraception and we all are. things contraception so we're not going to talk about it anymore really no, but, but we do feel like anxiety and mental health is a lot worse when it's on our periods oh my gosh yeah to the point where about two months ago i feel like everything in this episode has been a couple of months two ago. months ago we've only known each other two months <laughs> <laughs> two months ago meg turned up at my house oh with God. some evening primrose tablets oh yeah I did. and was like take these to be fair though i've like Mama Jack mentioned again. Yeah. Um she's always said evening primrose oil mm. is good. 
good. And I remember reading the label and it does mm. say, not, it's not premenopausal. Is it premenstrual? No. Menstrual, that's the one. To help with um, all the emotions that go along with that. So you take it every day. But I used to, when I was young and naive, I used to take it when I was just feeling crap anyway. Mum mm. used to say, no, you need, it needs time. to be an everyday supplement mm-hmm. you take every day. And I do feel now that, because I did come off it like a couple of months ago, mm. and when I bought you yours, I bought a fresh batch for me. Yeah. I was like, okay, we'll do it together, see how we feel. And I have noticed the difference. Mm. Like, nine times out of ten, like maybe ten days before my period, I will start to get yeah. sluggish, I would start to get less energy, I will cry over dropping milk, oh, yeah. butter, like any spill on the floor after I've done the hoovering or like mopped the mm. kitchen floor, I will be in hysterics. To be honest, in that week I, I feel like I cry just because I'm not crying. Yeah? I'm like, oh, I'm not crying about to cry. <laughs> My emotions just tell me to cry. But ever since taking the Bimmy and Primrose oil, that has reduced yeah. like... Like I know, I'll have a good three and a half, well, three weeks of feeling okay. Yeah. Two of those weeks feeling excellent, because we all know, post-period week. Amazing. Amazing. Like Ready skin, the world. Skin's glowing, yeah. got energy, I can go yeah. to the gym five days a week. Yeah. Come at me. Does it just like deteriorate right? as you yeah. get like, more and more through the month? You're like, oh yeah, I feel a bit more sluggish every day that goes by. <laughs> oh yeah, Mother Nature's here. <laughs> That's the reason. <laughs> so... We look forward to the reset of yep. the post-period week, but I yep. feel like Evening Primrose, shout out, if if you want to give it a go, if you're feeling like we are, give it a go. They are, I've recommended to my friends, and my friends are like, but I can't take tablets. They are, they are hefty, well, tablets. hefty tablets. Yeah, they're a hefty tablet, but if you can manage tablets, that's fine. They can come in an oil form yeah. as well. Um, so just give it a go if you're feeling that way. If not, if, I don't know what else to recommend period period you've got to have them yeah, you've got get to pregnant them. to not have them yeah. <laughs> yeah don't do that um yeah no i just think like i think the thing is even just from our two stories anxiety mental health and periods all are different for everyone mm-hmm. there are some people that will say oh yeah i get that or some people are like, oh my gosh no my my experiences are way different than that Mm. so it's all really personal but if you have a dream of a period we don't want to hear from you (laughs) i'm joking a dream dream of period where they don't get any pain they don't get any dream of a period yeah i think they're not dream (laughs) do you dream of periods she looked at me and I thought I'd said something wrong. Like, oh, but no. No, oh, if, you yeah, have, if your if, periods are easy, how? Yeah, please write a guide. <laughs> just let us know what you do. I feel like I've strapped about 25 hot water bottles to my uterus and I'm pretty sure my womb is falling out. Yeah. And I just think like it's it, it's different for every person. It's different even for an individual person. Everyone's mm. different. Your mental health can be different. But it's noticing and pinpointing what works. Yeah. And finding something to help yourself, I yeah. think, is important. And it doesn't matter what that is, and it's not dictated by no. anybody else. You find what works for you. So yeah. for me, journaling, reading, having some quiet time, singing, music, that really helps me. But if for somebody else it's exercise mm-hmm. or... Um, going for a walk, going for a run, playing on a game, yeah. talking to a friend. We've got similarities with that, but we, we we like the outdoors. We like so after this, we're going to walk Coco, and yeah. post dinner, we're going to have a singing session in the living room. Yeah. But like for me, I know that I will feel a lot better if I go to the gym. Yes, 
um, I've touched on this briefly on um, episodes before, but I at the time I'm like, oh my god, Jim, do it. But then after it's kind of like, right, okay, I can start a day. I feel better now, and yeah. it's not. It took me a while to realise that because Jim yeah. has affected my mental health quite a lot and yeah. my body confidence. And now the gym's helped better my mental health, mm-hmm. but at the beginning, it didn't. No. It was kind of like a chore. Yeah. Um, but that's a whole different episode. <laughs> if we do an episode on gym, I'm definitely not partaking because uh, it'll just be me. <laughs> my exercises to the fridge and back. So I took Em to the gym and I left her there because she died. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't come out alive. <laughs> no, but it's it, like going back to what you say. It's it's knowing what things help for you. So planning your days, yeah. journaling, like Em said, reading, which she's got me on too. Uh-huh. Works um, though, doesn't it? Huh? It works. It works. It does work. It and makes you into a little fantasy world. Yeah, exactly. But it makes you want to stay there. Uh, I'd live there. Yeah, you'd <laughs> live there. Never come back. No, but there is. If you can't help yourself by doing all of this stuff, or reach out to us. We are always on the end. Always of the social media phone. Um, and I think that's a big one. Our DMs are always open. Always open. And always a safe space mm. we don't ever share anything that people haven't given us permission to share yeah um so i think but it's not like you message us and then we talk about it you can message us just because you're feeling shit yeah. and or we'll... just because you're feeling great you're like, oh, i feel great yeah. i just want to tell you about it please yeah that's that too because um, then often enough we'll be like oh she's feeling great so that makes me feel great yeah but yeah honestly there is other support out there it and is. um em's mentioned obviously going to the gp I've mentioned talking to friends, but there is so many signposts that we can talk about. Yeah. But it all depends on your region and county and whatnot. It does, and I just think there are there are plenty of things out there. I know, like the Samaritans um, are great for resources. Um, there's like those apps, Calm and Headspace. You recommended Calm to me, didn't yeah. you? And I think during my like panic attack times putting headphones on and listening to waves or yeah just like that honestly it just can't because i couldn't there was a part part where i couldn't sleep yeah. at all and i think going to bed with headphones on and listening to that it sort of put me on a beach somewhere yeah it does it put does. me on holiday it's in your mind and just transport yourself. but yeah i definitely as a user of calm i definitely recommend it yeah and definitely pay the money to get it if yeah. you're feeling that um shitty um but yeah and there's like, you know, go to the doctor and seek counselling through the NHS and that's free. Yeah. If you, you know, if you aren't able to pay for it, if you are able to pay for it and you can choose mm. the person you want to go and see, then that's also a method. Yeah, yeah there's lots of, there's lots of avenues, avenues to the same mm. thing, isn't there? And I think ultimately, be kind to yourself, take care of yourself. And, and cling on to the people around you that take care yeah. of you. And talk through it. I'm clinging on to you. I'm clinging on to you. You're like <laughs> literally my mental health crutch. Same, <laughs> but I we hope you've been well not enjoyed this episode, but I hope it's, yeah, it's useful. Useful, yeah, and to know that you're not alone. And I think it's hard to be vulnerable. It's, it's hard, it is hard to be vulnerable. Yeah, but I hope that if one single person can just listen to that and think, oh my gosh, yeah, that happens to me. That makes me feel less alone in that. Mm-hmm. Then that's what we aim to do. So yeah, we're here. Your unfiltered debrief sisters are here. Yeah, man. And we just hope you're all okay. Yeah. We are now after we've talked about Yeah, stuff. I feel like I can eat tea. When we first started this episode, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be sick. Mm. I don't think I'd ever want to. I didn't think I'd cry. 
No, I don't think you'd cry. I'm surprised I didn't cry. I blame it on the period. I think I'm emotionally void. I'm <laughs> joking. <laughs> I feel like, actually, for mine, I'm a bit desensitised to it. Hmm. Talk about it all alike now. Yeah. Even though it still happens, it doesn't doesn't quite make me emotional. I think I got anxious to begin with because I was like, oh, God, people have got to listen to mm. what's happened. But And like you said with me, hopefully, down the line, that will be me. It will. It comes. I think that's what I can show is that it can feel like the whole world is ending mm. and that you don't maybe want to partake in life at that very moment. Mm. But it gets better and it gets easier to talk about and it gets easier to manage. And you learn about yourself and you learn your triggers and you learn the way that you cope. Cope, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough shit from me. And from me. We've had We hope you, uh, like we said, hope you find this episode useful. Yeah. This has been Unfilled Debriefs. It has. And if there's anything you want us to talk a bit more about, if you've got questions, yeah. Fire in our way, and we're happy to do another episode and go into detail a little bit more. Talk yeah. about anything. Else. I've had a few friends that have contacted me and saying well, they'll happily give perspectives yeah. on mental health. Yeah. So if you want to add to that, we'll be happily. We'll, we'll be grateful. That's a, yeah. Yeah. And we'll, you know, if you're happy for us to share, we'll share, and then we can all feel like a united team. Yeah. Going through this thing that we call life together. <laughs> thing we call life. Let's go oh, for a walk. Let's go Help for a walk. Help our mental health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We hope you found it useful. And we will see you all for episode... Eight. Eight. Bye. Bye. Bye.